Seems like just yesterday we started this thing. Right? Sitting in the same spot, staring out the same window at the same view. 94 episodes ago. I can't believe it. I really can't. I'm amazed. Absolutely. How so, far do you think we go with this? Let's make a prediction. I don't I don't foresee us stopping before 500. Why why would you want to stop it? What's going on in our relationship that has you setting dates? Why That means that <laughs> That's why. That means we're 4 years away from ending this. Well, we're not friends though. This is he's referring to episode 93. It's not true. We are friends. We are. We're friends. I'm Nathan. I'm Jonathan. This is You'll Die Trying, episode number 94. Take it away, Brent. I always like when Dr. Carroll introduces the podcast. I think it's great. So I held my hand out before before the intro, and he was wanting me to do it, but I was wanting him to do it. It was really sweet. It was like a very sweet, no, you can have the last bite. Oh, Joy and I do the uh, <laughs> rule of infinite so halves. So cute. Have so you, cute. I don't even know what that means. Oh, you have until you have none? You half will, until you have none? Theoretically, you never get to the end if you half it. But obviously, if it's a piece of pie, there is... Only going to be a certain amount that will fit on your fork. You can't go to the subatomic <laughs> level, but we do that. Uh, it's so cute. Yeah. That's cute. That's like really fun. Next time I see y'all eating pie, I'm going to watch. I think a couple of things are important in life. Giving your spouse the first bite or first sip, especially a sip of something carbonated, and giving your spouse the very last bite of something, not the last sip, because I think that's mostly saliva. That's nasty, yeah. But the, the last bite of something. I want to ask everyone to visit yieldietrying.com. I want to ask them to like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash yieldietrying. Send, send us an email. Also, buy us a bottle of good bourbon, and we will most certainly. Do you think that we should do one of those um, podcasts where we start sober and we drink bourbon and then we just it ends up where it ends up? Yeah. Not me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that every episode we should have a drink of of bourbon. We originally said we were going to do that. Yeah. But, but we record in, in the, the AM. Yeah, in the morning. And one, A, I'm not going to drink bourbon in the morning. Two, I might have to go on a death call. C, <laughs> just kidding. I know. Star. <laughs> um, yeah, no, not a good idea. But we have we have podcasted later in the evening. I'm going to take a moment for a station identification. I was just, I wanted you to be able to finish your work. Let me know if you get Anderson's iPad fixed and I'll come and get it. Aww. Anderson's iPad's not broke. It's software updated and it's acting all weird. His iPad has software? The software update, the iPad software. Oh, I thought you were saying iPatch. His iPatch. His iPatch has specific software. That's, I thought that was interesting. That would be interesting. 
Well, we're at episode 94, and Nathan already has an end date uh, in mind. Yeah, so four we, years from today. We better get going because yeah. um, time's running out. Correct. Frankly. Yeah. Do you know a lot of people on their podcast divide their, their episodes into seasons? Mm-hmm. What season are we on? Well, we, we don't do that. We're in the season of giving. It's, it's, uh, it's just one season. We're, we're in San Diego. Mm. It's one season. It's always sunny, and it's it warm, but not too warm, and you can be outside. And not get too bad of a sunburn. No. SPF 30. Our podcast is, is the San Diego season. Okay. Episode number 94. Did I mention that? You, you said that was the fourth time. So recently we've been talking about things that, uh, that divide and things that create uh, reasons for discussion and debate and how difficult it is for people to do that sometimes. And I want us to kind of pick up now and talk about something different. <laughs> I want to talk about, I, I do, I want to talk about how giving it is to give. Giving it is to give. Giving to people is so giving to ourselves. I watch these videos that I fall into. Listen to me. You're raising your eyebrow and it always comes full circle and you're like, okay, that makes sense. The eyebrow does this automatically. No, 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 no. That was like, where is he going with this? Where do I have to throw the, when do I need to flow the raft out is what you're basically at. You're like, involuntary set of muscles called Mueller's muscle that raises my eyebrow without my knowing it. You just want to protect me and I appreciate that. I simply want to tell you, my (laughs) non-friend, about how I watch these videos of these kids all rallied together to buy a pair of shoes for their classmate Mm -hmm. who did not have shoes that were were, uh, up to par. And it was absolutely beautiful. And I want to talk about that. Okay, go for it. It's beautiful. You have an audience. No, I don't. No one listens. That's not true. No one loves me. Talk to us about it. I, 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 I would give my last dollar from my bank account for someone. Not, I'm not the stupid giver where, let's be 100% transparent, the guy that stands in the median that says he needs money, more than likely probably banks about 60 to 80 grand. They did a Dateline special on it or a 48-hour special. They followed these people. What are they called? Panhandlers, if you will. In big cities, they make tons of money. Now, I'm sure there are some legitimate, poor, homeless people that could use our help and our resources. Uh, you know, one thing I did while on tour was if people asked for money because they were hungry, I would say, well, why don't we walk to the restaurant and I'll buy you something to eat? And you could definitely gauge who wanted food and who wanted money. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So, um, But I, I love giving for and to people. Mm. I love it. I want to always find opportunities. There was a recent one where a woman had an autistic child with stage four cancer and her lawn had gotten to disrepair. Mm. And um, someone wrote a nasty note to her anonymously in her neighborhood saying the property values are going down unbeknownst to the neighbor. Um, the kid was sick and she was tending to them. She posted that on Facebook to say, you know, this is really sad. I'm sorry. This is what I'm actually going through. And the next day, a lawn service was there taking care of her entire lawn. And then next thing you know, all these neighbors show up the following day and are just starting doing doing stuff. Beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Community. Community. We're supposed to take care of each other. So my point is, is I want opportunity to help people. And what is it about us? That's, I think that's in us. 
that's that's in us. Maybe we're not as self-centered. Well, we are very self-centered people, but I think we're also ingrained to want to help people, right? Yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I think I, I just like we're social beings. We're built for community, mm-hmm. and uh, we help other people in part because we are, I think, as you've suggested, born with uh, the ability to be compassionate and. We also can empathize. We can see ourselves in the shoes and experiences of others. Yeah. We also get something out of it, so it's not altogether altruistic. There are right. deep philosophical debates that have gone on for hundreds of hundreds of years about whether altruism, being able to freely give without consideration of self, is actually a, a, a real thing. It the, is. So you actually the debate is is it a real thing? Well, I think, I mean, I'm talking about how it makes me feel too. Which that's that suggests self, that's self serving to a degree. Sure, absolutely. And I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that because, you know, just, I mean, if you can give to someone or people and then get that feeling of almost euphoria, I mean, better than going and doing a lot of Coke. Right. When you're helping, you know, your neighbor. Right. So I don't see there anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but. Maybe I did mean to. That doesn't make sense either. That statement. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yes, you did. <laughs> you literally meant to interrupt. Sorry. That, no, it's fine. I was in what you're saying. I have no idea where I was. But I think altruistic. That from, there's philosophical debates. We should move forward and do what you just did. We should monitor what we say that may not be true and only speak the truth. Like, uh, like uh, what's his name? Jim Carrey in that movie, Liar Liar. <laughs> where he can't help. I can't lie. I think from now on we should do that. Teeth kind of gangly. <laughs> okay, go. Okay. No, no, no. I Tell me something that you forward. hate about me. <laughs> just kidding. So back to this this altruism thing. I mean, I hear you saying that you like to give to people. I love it. That's great. Yeah. Is, is episode over? That's it. That's all we've got. That's all we got today. No, I think it's, uh, I mean, yeah, no, that's it. Okay. You're you're squirming right now. There's just, there are a thousand things in my mind and and not one of them would make for a very short or interesting conversation to anyone except for me. So um, that's, that's where I am. That's what happens in my head. That's okay. I don't mind it. Let's talk about that because you and okay. I had a conversation recently uh, about how it feels in our brains to have all these thoughts and ideas and plans, maybe for some worries, things that need to get done, ideas to get fleshed out, and it can cause in some a feeling of anxiety. Some meaning me. Okay, let's Crippling go anxiety. Let's of go course there. you wanted me to go here, and absolutely I will. I'm talking about, you are, the conversation we had where I'm like, when is it the right time to unroll these things or do these things? And you're like, it just has to feel right, kind of, is what you basically were having to tell me. Okay. It has to be right. Like, yeah, and, yeah. And have to be patient. I, and I'm like, well, one, what is patience? I don't even know what that is. It doesn't even exist. It's not a real thing. But recently we talked about it <laughs> yeah. in podcasts, and you said you are patient. And now you're saying you're not patient. No, is this the I, same, Nathan? Hold on. Wait, is this a Scooby-Doo what? moment? Yes. Do you have a latex mask I on? need to know. Hold on. I need to know which episode I said I was patient because I am not patient it about anything. It was the anything. last one, I think, before you before we had our split. 
Whenever we stopped being friends, so episode 92. No, no, when you left on your trip. So episode 89. And Joy joined me after that. I think it was that last episode before your trip. I am not patient at all. If I said that I was, I, we did get a bottle of bourbon and I was hammered. What? I, oh, you're saying, no, yeah. you said it in the podcast, you said that you were patient. Well, I lied and I'm sorry. Oh, great. There goes the credibility of 93 previous episodes. <laughs> that is so silly. So now we're in season two, episode So we're one. all thespians is whenever I said we, whenever I said I was patient? I can't remember. I'm not patient at all, and I take that back if I said that. So Okay, okay. 100%. This is just the joy of discovering yourself and coming to a deeper understanding of some of what goes on in your mind when things... <laughs> Are difficult. Thank you, Mr. Rogers. You're welcome. That was beautiful. They're making a movie about him. Tom Hanks. Yeah, it's been made. Releasing a movie about him. <laughs> I still am hung up on the fact that if I said I was patient, like so, what was I thinking? So tell me what goes on in your brain when you start feeling anxious. Me? Yes. Uh, loud noises. <laughs> God, I'm with you there. God, loud noises. It doesn't make me anxious. It makes me angry. <laughs> I literally almost picked up my plate of half-eaten food and threw it when that motorcycle went down the street the other you night. You and Joy out-ordered me by far. It was so good. Here is a note, friends, when you are eating out at a restaurant. Always get the special. Joy said that, and she is right. She's totally right. You she, always get the special. Yeah. Always. Yeah, because they're going to put more. Are they going to put more emphasis on it? Are they going to put more effort into well, it? Well, for one, in a community like ours, where you have so few locally owned places to eat, which oh. is the only places we choose from, you, we, I've eaten everything on the menu, every place mm -hmm. at this point, and having been here as long as I have. So a special means that's something I haven't had. Also, you here for two months. <laughs> a special means that's probably something I'm not likely to cook at home. Mm -hmm. Almost everything on a menu you can prepare for yourself at home. A special is oftentimes not something that you would. Yeah. Like you had homemade ravioli. Yeah. Well, what was in it again? Spinach? Spinach and cheese maybe. But that's not something you're likely to make. Fresh, homemade, from scratch, ravioli with fresh vegetables and, and artisan cheese with a very nice tomato bisque marinara on mm -hmm. top. That's not something you're more mm -hmm. likely to make. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the point is... Um, I forgot. I don't know the point. What was the point? I remember the point. I was asking you why you allow yourself to become so anxious. I thought you were just the, the server telling me the specials for the day. <laughs> so I have an idea that we need to go back over this episode and do a reaction episode. <laughs> have you ever seen people... Who's the guy who wears the funny hat and watches the cooking shows and... um. Uh, what's her name? Ellen has had, he, she's hired him. Like he's been on her show a bunch I, of times. I don't know, but I know these are very popular today. He's hilarious. And he, people be pouring stuff in and he's like, oh no child, what are you doing? Like, it's really funny. And I think we should do a reaction episode to this episode. So we'll get on that. But anyway, the point was, why do you allow yourself to become anxious? I have an, a theory. Okay. I think that it's because you worry so much about what other people think about You're you. You're absolutely, probably, 100% right. Absolutely, probably. Absolutely, probably, most likely, could be 100% right. Maybe. So we've talked many occasions about patience, which you said you have, and we've talked about <laughs> not caring what other people think, which you said you don't. 
But today, new Jim Carrey-esque revelations that you don't have patience. I have patience, said I don't care what people and think. you do care what people I think. I have said I don't care what people think. But you do. But I do. And let's you can't, unpack it. Yeah, let's unpack it because I'm just having a revelation. You can't pick and choose what you care what people think about. You can, but it leads to anxiety. Correct. That's where I'm going. There is my aha moment. I'm having a revel- I'm having an out of body experience right now. An like epiphany. Yeah, I'm like flying. Nathan Seriously, is flapping, flapping his arms. my arms. That is awesome because you're right. Because I have said I don't care what people think. In a lot of instances, I don't give a damn what people think. Okay. But in a lot of instances, I do. Mm-hmm. And I can't define and say that I don't care what people think when, in fact, I do give a damn what people think. And I need to work on that. That is why I do get crippling anxiety because I do care. You do. Boom. This is Revelation episode 94. I can die a happy man. That we'll, but I haven't we'll fixed it, it yet. Epiphany. So I, yeah, I haven't fixed it yet. Well, so I can't die yet. I've got to. I've got to perfect this. We will. We will so, die with unfinished business. Yeah, we have. We'll die trying. That's exactly right. I think we should name a podcast that. You'll die trying or unfinished business. Uh, either one. Okay. Let's get back to this. So I just still don't think I said that I'm patient. Okay, we'll I, get back to that too. Okay. <laughs> but first, you're. I think it's true that we don't get to have a cafeteria style approach to whether we care what people think or not. Like, I don't care what people think about my shoes, but I care what they think about my hair, for instance. Right. Like, no. If you do, then you do. Right. I'm not kind of pregnant. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I am right there with you. I am dragging myself through this with you. This is awesome. So let's get to the root of what's underneath all of that stuff. So we've talked about insecurity. We've talked about desire for validation. We've talked about... You know, wanting unconditional love and acceptance. Mm-hmm. I believe at the end of the day that it's all about fear and pain. I think those are the two underlying motivators for almost everything that we do that isn't good for us. And sometimes motivators for things that we do that, that are good for us. What fear do you have? What hurt do you carry? that allows you to be susceptible to worrying about what people think about you. Fear of letting people down is is such a huge fear of mine. Fear of inconveniencing people, that's like the biggest concern in my life. That's so weird. Okay. Which is dumb. And then the fear of failure. Okay. Because we, I don't fail. Can we un- unpack those? Sure. All right. You said first the fear of letting people down. Mm-hmm. All right. Whom are you holding up? I don't know. That's that's the thing. Like, if, if we're being very honest in this conversation, then it would probably be all whom I encounter would be up on that on that pedestal. Because we can only let down those whom we hold up. Right, so everyone. So it's like, oh, I'll put everybody up here and not want to let them down. So whose job is it to hold everyone up? Mine. At that point? Or just whose is it literally? In, yeah, in, in reality. No one's. Right, it's their own. It's their own job. Which means you can't let people down. You can appear disappointing to people, but that would be because they had appointed you yeah. to accept a certain nothing, set of expectations. Accept nothing for, expect nothing from no one and you won't be let down. That's it. That's your own, yeah. So you're only disappointed by those whom you have appointed. So I have expected you to do these things and you didn't do them and now I am disappointed 
But I carry part of that as the disappointed one Mm -hmm. because I'm the one who carried the expectations, right? In a social world, going out to dinner, being around people in public, you know, you don't carry expectations. Like no one has, no one's expecting anything of you. And if they are, that's on them. Yeah. So I would suggest that you let that fear of letting people down go because it's always going to happen and it's probably not even your problem. The second thing you said was inconveniencing people. Mm-hmm. Like being, uh, we're at, in our profession, at the mercy of family, time, and, and schedule, and ministers, and all that, right? And then that stuff tends to go over or last longer or whatever. That, And then you have other things scheduled, maybe in your personal lives, you know, and you're constantly having to adjust and readjust. This Like this morning, I had to readjust a, an appointment that was scheduled today because... I was unaware of a calendar event that came up constant. So I'm always like, dang it. I don't want to be for it. There's a lot of layers to it, but seen as flaky or. Well, and so that that's a big jump to make from, I have to rearrange a scheduling event to I'm flaky. Well, this particular one, especially uh, has been meeting has been pushed back twice already due to scheduled funerals or. Mm-hmm. things needed within our business. Right. So that's that's an occupational hazard. Right. There things are going to happen within yeah. your world. It's happened here where we weren't able to do a recording or something because something happened in your world. That's just part that of it. That bothers me. Right, but the question is does it have to? No, it doesn't. It it, sh- it doesn't. So if you let it bother you long enough, it will start to feel like the only choice you have is to be bothered. Because your so brain, that's am, how your brain works. So I'm, I'm, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. The third one. What was the third one? Uh, failure. Fear okay. of failure. Hey, there's no such thing as failure. Who created that? I don't know his M- name. Mr. Fail. Inevitably, it was a man because it's stupid. <laughs> But I think, I mean, obviously there are systems that fail, right? funny. In that here was the dream, here was the goal, here was the idea or the objective, and we didn't meet that objective. We didn't reach that goal. We didn't fulfill that dream. But why would we look at that and say, well, we're failures? Why wouldn't we say, like you do in science, trying to replicate this particular procedure or experiment or launch sequence or whatever they're doing, like, okay, those things lined up in that order don't work. They worked before, but they didn't work now. So there's something different. Because, right, the scientific method is it has to be repeatable to get the same result. Well, I think much can be said about that in uh, other parts of our life, too. I mean, why look at, f- at things that didn't work out the way we had hoped they would or expected them to as something that prevents us from trying to do it again in a different sequence? Failure just means there's one opportunity that we no longer have to try to repeat because that doesn't work. Mm. It doesn't mean you're a bad person, you suck at what you do, I'm a bad person, or I suck at what I do. It just means that that possibility in, in this time, in that particular way, doesn't bring about the results that we had hoped for. Mm-hmm. So let's find another way, another time, another procedure, another possibility. And we'll see if that works. And if it doesn't, then that's another opportunity we don't have to repeat and try again. These are windows that are closing. These aren't buildings that are burning down. Do you 
take all the things that I just said, and for those of us, you who are listening, who kind of relate to me, do we take a bite out of the elephant one at a time by doing it as a whole? Uh, I don't know if I'm wording that right. Do we take a bite out of the elephant one at a time by taking all three of those fears that I have, worries, caring what people think, fear of failure, which doesn't exist. How do I work on that? Do I do one at a time within that bite or do I collectively? I don't know if I'm wording this correctly. No, I hear you. And you would have to decide that for yourself. Okay. Let's say you're going to do it one at a time. Okay, then I would definitely 100% start with caring what people think. That's okay. what I want to start with because especially in the line and the role that I have, it is absolutely imperative that I... And and mind you, I'm not talking about being aloof or cold <laughs> yeah, yeah. or you know despotic or insensitive. I'm I not talking that, about that. Yeah, there's definitely a healthy approach to this. Yes. it's. I understand that people aren't going to completely appreciate everything that I've said. I, know, I understand that I've said things on this podcast that people would disagree with. I'm okay with that. That's the whole point is getting a conversation going with others who listen or with with us. I don't expect that there would be 100% pleasure at all times. That's that that wouldn't we, I would not have met my objective if that's what happened. Right. And so I know people are going to think certain thing things because of what they hear and, and their preconceived notions and those things might be negative or whatever toward me. I'm okay with that. Like cuz I don't think that's really about me. I don't, I don't think that's personal. I think it's just someone wrestling with with their own inner world and their inner, inner life and their own thinking and faith thing. I believe in faith differently than other people believe in faith. I have a completely different perspective on Scripture, you know, thousands-year-old texts that were, you know, uh, formative for communities for thousands of years. I have a very different reading on that than other people would. Yeah, I, I get that, and I get that people don't particularly like mine sometimes. Do you care what people too. think or no? No, okay. I really don't. Not at all. Like no. oh, at all. No, I don't. I've I've thought about it too because I've really worked on it. It probably is going to take me and others a a lot of discipline. Yeah, but once you get there, and I think that we all ebb and flow it. Like I think there are moments where I'm like, oh gosh, I got caught up in yeah worrying what people think. That still happens. But at my core, in my bones, at the bottom. The root, I don't, I don't care. Not because I don't care about people. Of course, I care about right. people, but I can't afford. There are too many of them. There's only one of me. So why would I give so you're much giving, energy? Yeah, you're giving all your currency away. Oh, absolutely, I'm paying everybody. All these people who have an opinion about me, I'm paying them to keep that opinion because I apparently care about it. Which means I have no value for me and for myself. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do that. Not going to do it. Not gun dead. Not gun dead. Well, I'm going to work. I'm going to. I'm going to work on that. I really am because this is important. That's awesome to have these revelations because I do recall vividly previous podcasts where I'm like, I don't care what people think. And it's like, I can't pick and choose what I care what people think. Either I care what people think or I don't care what people yes. think. The end. I mean, there's there's no there's no gray area with that. And I'm going to be living a very fruitful life whenever I can perfect this. It's so liberating. You, yeah. you, will have, you have no idea how liberating it is. Well, I literally uh, come here episode episode and, and feel like I learned something from you and about myself and I hope that you can take away something I hope I mean I feel like you're teaching me a lot well so thank appreciate you appreciate that man I'm glad you're with me on this journey absolutely this is uh, episode number 94 this is you'll die trying I'm Jonathan Carroll I am Nathan Morris there will be more where this came from 